0: privilege of having John Maggio. He is the leader of networking in Annapolis, helping business owners connect and grow their businesses. John, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me today. You know, John, marketing is the easiest thing to do in the world. Badly, I know. I have the scars to prove it. And really difficult to get it right. And a lot of people try and do it themselves, and they do it badly. They waste money, and they weaken their brand. Why don't you tell us, you know, your philosophy on how to market and how to get people to actually engage with you and eventually become customers?
1: Well, you know, when we go to networking events and when we're out and around town, there's a lot of people that do the same thing. Um, for example, there's a lot of real estate agents, there's a lot of financial advisors.
0: So the same kind of people? The right? same
1: type of yeah, same type of uh, products and services that they sell. Yes. Um, a lot of peers, a lot of competitors. So in order to do that, you really need to work on uh, some personal branding. Absolutely, and I think a lot of people are still stuck in that um, that traditional advertising mode where it's coupons um, ads, when they really need to be talking about the the who they are and not the what they're selling
0: absolutely because I think everybody knows this, even the old school salespeople knew that you buy from the person yeah. it's not about the product it's about the person, and we forget that when we go to do things and get caught up in it's all about the product. And if it's a commodity, you're dead. Oh, I know.
1: That's absolutely true. Um, So we work on, uh, I have a little, uh, I have a book actually that just came out. It's called Success with with Local Marketing. And it's a book that goes over um, very basic, not very basic, but everybody can do, networking techniques
0: and let me just pause you right there if you take a look at a sports team that's struggling Mm -hmm. and the new manager comes in the first thing they always say is we're going back to the basics Mm -hmm. because we need to get that right in order to achieve so yeah you're talking about you know the basics of networking so walk me through it
1: the the way that we start our um networking group is you know some groups give you 30 seconds some groups give you 60 you can take all day if you like, but nobody's listening after eight seconds. What was that? Nobody's was just... listening after eight <laughs> seconds. I know, right? But um, it's because it's true. Uh, a lot of people are so focused and worried about what they're going to say. They're they're at home perfecting their pitch, and and what really needs to happen is we need to take action. Yes. You know, we need to get out there and and practice. There
0: are no failures. There's only experiences. Like there was this one guy selling cemetery uh, plots, and he gets up and he says, "You know, my name's let's say." John Smith. I saw permanent real estate, which there is like go. totally funny. And people remember. It. I don't remember the guy's face, but I remember his line yep. and his personal branding, and uh, it carried through. And sit right back down. Yep. Because nobody remembers. Uh, so you know, you
1: you open with your name. You uh, ask a question, a problem that you already know the answer to. You give a solution. You say your name again, and you sit down. You can do that in eight
0: seconds. You can do that in eight seconds. When I introduce myself at one of those events, I always just use my first name for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. Number one, that who cares about my last name anyway, unless you're a cop, in which that's case right. I'm not guilty. And, and number two, uh, if I become your friend, I hope you're going to call me Umar and not Mr. Hamid. So mm-hmm. and when people go, hi, my name is Thurston Hal the third, and they get really formal about it.
1: <laughs> that, that's true. Um, Right after I say nobody's listening, I tell people to save their breath mm-hmm. for the coffee that you guys are going to have next week. And I encourage my entire group to have one-on-one coffees with each other, not for fun, but for fun Meaning every 10 or 15 coffees, they end up with a new lead, a uh, new generated business, or at least a new referral.
0: Absolutely. And 15 great relationships. And one of the things I, I think about is that uh, a lot of times when people want to have coffee with you, one it helps the relationship get stronger Mm -hmm. but often it's a waste of time because there isn't a purpose to the meeting and sometimes i'm not sure this is the right advice or not Mm -hmm. is you know if i've met you at a networking event john and i know the business you're in that you're putting on this great expo coming up Mm -hmm. then i have a good idea who you want to meet and who would be useful for you to meet that I know. So one of the things I do is say, John, uh, we should have coffee together. And by the way, I have three connections for you that are going to help you grow your business. And that makes it worth your while to come, and it also allows me to be helpful. And I think that's one of the underpinnings of networking is not so much what you can do for me. Obviously, want to grow our business, but if I can help you, um, I get a brownie point from you and the person I connected you with.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree with that. And, you know, we're trying to build pyramids here, not towers, right? Everybody's so fast to race to the top of the sales tower and be in that glass office. But you know what, when you stand up straight, and your feet are really close together, you can be pushed over pretty easily, you know, but if you spread your legs a little bit and take a good stance and build referrals, build strong relationships around you and get ready for uh, the impacts of the economy, you're going to outlast a lot of the salespeople that were racing to the top.
0: I was, uh, I'm was. gonna come back to Pyramids and Towers because I think it's important. Uh, I was at a meeting today. It's a gentleman by the name of Fred Diamond. He runs the Institute for Excellence in Sales. Excellent. And uh, he was just talking about a referral. He had a bunch of people he met with on a regular basis and he categorized them as the, these people send me business. These people are just in the friend zone. Mm-hmm. Like they're never gonna send me business, but I like them and I like helping them and connecting with them. And one of the people from that list eight years after he met her and they'd have lunch, you know, once a month with the group, uh, she gave him his biggest client he ever had because he kept that relationship up uh, without the what are you going to give me kind of attitude. It was more like I like you and we're connecting. And so sometimes that patience and collaboration and just giving is huge.
1: One of the biggest complaints is how long it takes for networking to really work. And honestly, six to 12 months.
0: Absolutely. And the question is, you know, what do you mean by for it to really work? And for some people, it's like, I want to go... Give as many business cards as possible, and tell as many people about what I do. And you've seen those people at networking events, and it's like, uh, if I had holy water, I would sprinkle it at that moment.
1: That's what I wrote the book for. Those people exactly, because um, you know you got a lot of people that come in and they're shot out of a cannon, but they fizzle out pretty quickly because they're not getting any results because nobody's really providing any step-by-step systems like a business card sales funnel where you'd pick five piles of cards, you work every card from left to right, and every 10 or 15 cards, you end up with a new lead because you had coffee with them. And then if you, if you had that good relationship, now they're part of your circle of influence. They go right on your email list. And you don't send them salesy stuff, you, you send them helpful information.
0: Absolutely. Uh, there's a guy, I'm not sure if he's still around or he's like uh, kick the bucket. His name's Alan Weiss, mm-hmm. a very successful consultant speaker. And one of the things, uh, he's operating at a way higher level than me. But one of the things he would do is near his desk, he had a whiteboard, and he would have, he would have the name of two or three people that he wanted to help. That could you. help him. And so they were right in front of his face, and it's like, oh, yeah, I can connect that person to this person. It was you know his way of giving, and by giving enough, he was certainly getting some really, really rich consulting gigs out of it.
1: I think the number two complaint is that uh, I referred somebody something and I never got anything back from them. And what you were touching on earlier is you have to refer selflessly. You have to refer to people that you know aren't gonna help you because you're giving them a leg up, you're helping them out. And guess what? The community members in your network are watching. Yes. And they see that. And, and, and the law of attraction says just to give, give, give out and you shall receive. It doesn't say you're gonna get it back specifically from that person.
0: Absolutely. And the other thing to add to it is, I'm not sure about you, but uh, there are countless peoples, people that have helped me in the past that went out of their way to be generous and amazing and helpful. And by me giving to new people, I'm actually thanking them for what they did for me. That's and hopefully how I feel. the people I'm helping will help somebody else along the way.
1: I, uh, one of the dedication lines in, the, in my book uh, to my friend Rusty Rocks was, thank you for helping me the countless times. Now I'm able to help so many.
0: You're sitting at this uh, desk in the middle of my office and this desk normally has uh, Raven and Raven is my intern, first intern ever. And one of the things I've been teaching her is, hey, I am really stupid at a lot of stuff. But one of the things I do well is quickly execute on whatever I need to execute on and get the first draft done. Then I know if I need to think strategically, I can reach out to my friend, Sean Callahan, Mm -hmm. and he's going to help me think strategically. If I need more of a business lens, I've got this other friend. So that network of people that you meet, whether through networking for business or just life, you know who those people are. And when you need help, and I can just reach out to them and say, hey, I'm thinking about this. What do you think? And uh, it moves me forward at a much faster rate than if I was in a bubble just Drinking my own Kool-Aid.
1: I, the biggest thing I took from that was that you you, you went forward. You moved. You moved without a, a perfect plan. You know, um, an imperfect plan implemented today will always be a perfect plan tomorrow. I mean, that's a famous Iter- quote from yeah. George, General
0: Patton. And iteration is like the best way to create awesome stuff. It's like, but a lot of people get stuck in the... I want it to be perfect.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: When I go out networking, I want this to work perfectly as it is. And the only thing you need to know, and correct me if this doesn't kind of align with your philosophy, is to go out networking and make those heart-to-heart connections with people just for the sake of human being to human being. And if it leads to business, all the better. And if you do it right, it will lead to business. But if you go, I must get money, I must get a sale with every person that I meet, then it will end in bitterness and tears.
1: Uh, yeah, um, you've got to look for little yeses to keep your motivation up. You know, you you, you certainly have to think about every prospect's paying you. Um, you know, how much are you going to get if you make that one sale at the end? And then divide that out by how many attempts it takes to get that sale. And know that every time you go for coffee and every time you you, you have a meeting, it it has value. Uh, You know, in fact, if you're making $2,000 and it takes you 20 meetings to get a sale, put a $100 bill in your pocket. Touch it every time you walk into the sale. Puts a smile on your face. Gives you a sense of accomplishment. Keeps your head
0: up. And my makeup, how I'm built, like my purpose in life is to help people get to the next level. Mm -hmm. And so, when I'm networking, that's what I'm doing is helping people, mm-hmm. and it just keeps the, uh, the passion alive.
1: Oh, I agree with that. You know, I think back to what you were saying, and I think a lot of people don't move or get frozen because they're, they're, they're nervous, they have anxiety. Anxiety is huge, and um, a lot of people come up to me and they say, John, uh, you know, you're doing this great. I said, well, did you know I, I couldn't leave my house for 20 years? You know, because I was uh, stricken with anxiety so bad wow. that I couldn't go. To, this is the first time I've ever been to Towson in my life. Uh,
0: you cannot tell when you see you, except for that twitch in your eye. It's, uh, yeah, right. This is it <laughs> <be>. <laughs> um,
1: we suddenly uh, had to, to to start this company, Michelle and my my sister and I. And uh, my anxiety was so bad, I, I I submitted myself to the hospital in Indianapolis.
0: Well, I am. Proud of you for doing that, because that should be an inspiration for people. Because that anxiety is not. Most people go, well, yeah, it's just anxiety. Uh, you're made of stars. You're amazing, and all that stuff is bullshit. But because for the person going through it, it is more than real. Oh and yeah. For you to step through that and do it anyway, I think they go, they've got a word for that, and that word is courage.
1: I appreciate that. Um, it is very real, very physical. Buckle over pain occurs in your stomach. Um, What ends up happening in an anxiety attack is your body starts to shut down to protect itself mentally. As if you were in a bad car accident, a lot of people say, well, can you remember? No, I can't remember. And one of the first things that happens is you start dumping. Either you got to throw up, you got to use the restroom, and eventually you'll hyperventilate and pass out.
0: You know, but that's and how the body starts and it's not like you think you're going to die it's you know you're going to die yeah. <laughs> which is a different level of kinesthetic experience so yeah. leaving that behind uh, let me ask you this question tell me about the dumbest mistake you made and what you learned from it and it could be in the networking arena business arena hmm. doing this podcast other than this <laughs> tell me about the dumbest thing you've done <laughs>
1: I, um, just to circle back to that health problem I was having is the, I I was misdiagnosed. I thought I had stomach problems. Yeah. And when I finally went to get help, it turns out I need a little teeny bit of serotonin Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm, I'm normal like the rest of us, you know? So I think one of the, the biggest mistakes that one could make is not moving your feet. You know, don't, don't settle, don't stop. And they say make big goals. I'm just saying just go outside and do something because every time you get off the couch, magic happens.
0: Absolutely. And I think uh, one of the things that I teach is, okay, when you fail, which we all will fail. And the reason I kind of brought up that, you know, tell me about a failure is when people see successful people, they always look at the accomplishment. Oh, yeah. And but behind that accomplishment is a lot of failure to get there. And the difference between people that are, you know, super successful and people that are not is the ability to rebound from that failure. And one of the ways to do that is as soon as you brush yourself off, say, okay, where am I going? Mm -hmm. And what is the smallest step I can take in that direction? And if you say the step, that's too difficult. What's Mm -hmm. the smallest step I could take? And just that little bit of movement, like you said, just step out of the house is enough momentum to get to the next step and do the next step. And if you get scared on the 10th step and you come back in, that's okay, you did 10 steps. Tomorrow you'll do 11. It's
1: very scary out there, as you know. You gotta really watch out for distractions. And I'm gonna circle right back to what you were saying about the failures. You know, the first distractions are the kind are just like um, negative thoughts, stay away from negative people, you know. Yeah. Another type and of distraction. And you still came to see me. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> another type of distraction, uh, and if you if you don't, don't appreciate it, I'd uh, like for you to take a moment get off your phone, but another distraction is uh, people are always on their phones, yeah. Facebook, um, or they're distracted in conversation, and they're really avoiding the main purpose or their main goals. Uh, I write in the book here that the worst type of distraction are the productive distractions, meaning I'm, out, I'm, I'm, I'm doing social media, I'm writing reports, I'm doing extra work for clients, but I didn't finish the book. You know, well, why didn't you finish the book? Well, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. The real reason why I hadn't finished the book is because right after the book is a book tour. Yeah. Right after the book tour is we're going to have the Success with Local Marketing Summit in Annapolis on November 6. So I think that the fear of the accomplishment was preventing me from focusing on the end goal, and I was being distracted and distracting myself and saying, oh, well, this is good. And rationalizing yeah. those decisions. Yeah, this is good, this is, oh, look at this
0: social media, look at this website, look at these things that I've created, rationalizing. Actually, and then the word's really brilliant. It's like it rational lies. Yeah. Believable lies that we convince ourselves. But just going back to writing a book, uh, for those of you listening to this that have not written a book, writing a book is, is hard. The first time you get to an editor, they're ruthless, evil, satanic people, and it just crushes your soul and you go through all the pain, the blood, the sweat and tears, and you write your book and you know what? That's the easy part. Then comes marketing the book, which is a hundred times more challenging than the writing. It is. But if you can write a book, do it, because it's uh, it's a major accomplishment. So right write another one you. too.
1: Thank you. Write another how many do you have? Two, yes?
0: I've got two and the third one is uh, is coming. I feel like I have
1: to write uh, another one I've already started, you know, because once you get in the ring, you have to defend the belt. Yep. Right. A lot of people write one book. Let's write more than one and become an actual author. Uh, the next book is called Finding Your Tribe. I love that. Yeah. And uh, um, there's a, I have four chapters laid out. Uh, the Tower Versus the Pyramid is one of them. Uh, Let There Be Light is a gratitude uh, chapter. Um, the Hyperactive Networker is another chapter and The Twelve Touches.
0: But not inappropriate touches
1: yeah see either you're going to get a sale or you're going to jail yep <laughs> so tell me about the
0: expo before we kind of wind this thing up today
1: we're going to have the super bowl of networking in Anne Arundel county nice there hasn't been a lot of big events like this in Anne Arundel county before we're going to um, have some great national speakers come in you being one of them thank you so much for coming and we're going to have a very big day of inspiration it's gonna be at the Dordan Institute at the Anne Arundel Medical Center. Nice. Yeah, so we're renting out the entire seventh floor and it's a beautiful overlook of Annapolis. The uh, featured sponsor is Burgers and Bands for Suicide Prevention. Oh, excellent. It's a big thing, uh, especially in our area, so a portion of every ticket's gonna to go towards that. Brilliant. And I've scholarship $12,000 worth of tickets to the city of Annapolis. Excellent. Uh, to the city of Annapolis for at-risk young adults. This is gonna be a life-changing event. And I'm so happy you're a part of it.
0: Thank you very much for inviting me. And thanks for this conversation. It's it's amazing. You get something as simple as networking and each time you dig into it, you learn something new. So thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Uh, have a great day and we'll see you at the summit. I'm looking forward to it. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating.